It is a festive day. Why do I say that? Well, it is Bruin game day, of course. Yes, the UCLA men's basketball team back at it at Poly Pavilion tonight, and they are taking on an opponent in Washington State. The Bruins should be able to jackhammer. Welcome in to Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. I'm also a national anchor for Fox Sports Radio, a co-host for the Bruin Insider Show, which airs on the radio Tuesdays in Los Angeles. You can also reach out to me via Twitter. My Twitter handle is Brian Fenley. How convenient as I was able to land that. Also, if you prefer the email variety, you can fire off an email at me, LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. And I would suggest, if you want me to respond to your email, that you write something that's UCLA-related. Just, just a hint there, just a suggestion. And if you haven't done this yet, this is a prerogative. Please subscribe to this show. We are your home base for UCLA athletics. We are your poly pavilion of UCLA sports podcasts. Yes, I did take it that far. You are, you are absolutely right. You did hear that correctly. And you can also rate the show as well. Five stars all the way down to zero stars. Zero stars is okay. As I've said, I have been called in my past a human pinata so I can take all the negative criticism that you have and you want to lay on me. That is what I do and what I'm so good at in this life. All right, so on this episode, the lineup will go like this. For one, we are going to get to what is becoming a world-famous part of this show. It is my three keys to the game. And I say all of that with the most humility possible, unless I don't. Because to be frank with you, and that's all I want to do is be transparent on this podcast with you. I have been having a very nice track record in determining the keys to the game and them lining up to what is actually happening in the outcome. I am not a math person. I don't have a calculator by me, but I have punched the numbers here. And as far as my success rate, my keys to the game ending up actually turning out to be what happens in said game, 94.3% is my success rate. And I was able to come up with those numbers using basically what I have, and I, I usually count with my hands or my toes, and I it all works out, and I round it up a little bit. 94.3%, which is all the reason and the incentive to listen to what I have to say when I do outline my three keys to the game because I kind of know what I'm talking about. And again, I say that in the most modest of tones, unless I don't. Also on the program, Washington State head basketball coach Kyle Smith. He shared his thoughts on UCLA. He also pinpointed the nagging issue that is dominating the headspaces of all of his players right now and is their biggest inhibition right now that's stopping them from being successful. We'll get into that. Plus, Mick Cronin had some comments in his press conference leading up to this game. Wait until you hear what he had to say about the Bruin squad that showed up in Pullman and got beat by Washington State. Obviously, the Bruins now are a completely different team, much more improved, but... Coach Cronin had some very choice words, very honest words about how his 
Bruin team played in Pullman that I will share with you. So a ton to digest and consume on this episode. But let's begin with what Coach Smith had to say during his pregame press conference leading into this contest. And of course, the Cougars had this press conference earlier in the week on Tuesday before they jumped on a plane to get to UCLA. I'm assuming they took a plane. Maybe they took a van. Maybe they took a Winnebago. I I don't know. Or a Volkswagen bus, perhaps. But they did this interview on Tuesday. And Kyle Smith said, look, we are, and I said this yesterday on the podcast, he said, we are two completely different teams when we are on the road and we are at home. When they're at home, they can beat the heavy hitters in the Pac-12. They have already beaten UCLA. They have already beaten Oregon at home. But when they play at home, they have mastered the art of face planting. And the stats are cringeworthy, but Coach Smith said he has reiterated the differences in those stats to his players over and over again at practice this week leading into this game against UCLA. For example, on the road uh, against any team on the road, Washington State's defense is allowing their opponents to shoot 60% from two-point range. That's not good. And then to top that off, they are allowing opponents on the road to shoot 38% from three-point range. Those two stats are going to automatically, in 99.9% of the time, get you a loss. So if you want to learn how to lose, that's how you get it done right there. 60% from two, 38% from three. But the big issue, as I said, is how does this team get over this hurdle? They are 0-4 on the road in Pac-12 play. And I would say that as this team tries to figure out a solution that as they sift and pursue through what that is and what's the winning formula, that sometimes when they think about all of these scenarios and what it will take to do that, that they can actually do more harm than good, that self-sabotage can come in the way. Because as Kyle Smith reiterated, and this is what I caution Kyle Smith for here, is that he has done an extra, in an extra time, he has been stressing over and over again at practice just how poorly his team has been playing on the road. It's been the dominating topic and theme around practice this week. And I just wonder that you are making it such a big deal that it can lead to the possibility of players being so obsessed with this, with this notion that we can't win on the road. Something is wrong with us that when you have it floating in your mind so much, and, and something so tangible can all of a sudden become put on a pedestal. And when something is put on a pedestal, something that you think is attainable, all of a sudden feels like it's out of reach. So, in other words, it's harder and harder to visualize yourself winning on the road when all you think about is losing on the road because that's all of you that you've done. So I would argue 
that there is a power or a strength or a positive, I should say, to sometimes downplaying an issue with the team like that. Because sometimes with some reverse psychology here, and I am in no way a certified psychologist, let me let you know. I, I certainly feel like I'm a counselor for Bruin fans that need a support group, and I don't know exactly how to certify myself for that, although I do claim and self-proclaim myself as that, but I do not have a, a valid PhD here. But if I were to suggest that reverse psychology might help Washington State and that sometimes if you don't over-obsess about something, you make it such a grand problem, you downplay it a little bit, then it becomes more attainable, easier to overcome because you haven't made it such a tremendous deal. And sometimes when it becomes such a big deal, you become a prisoner to it. And so that's kind of like the mental warfare, I believe, that can take place when a problem actually is compounded on itself based upon how your mind handles things. It's, it's like, uh, you know, if you're a golfer, you've got the yips. These are self-sabotage tactics. And again, I don't know exactly why I'm giving Kyle Smith advice. This is not a Washington State podcast. And I do not think Kyle Smith is listening to this podcast. But Kyle, if you are, be sure to subscribe. And you can always do that. There's a little tab right beneath the audio of this show. Hit that subscribe button, Kyle. Really would appreciate that. Now that we've got that out of the way, one thing I do want to point out for Kyle Smith is that he mentioned in his presser that this is actually going to be the first time he has been at Poly in a long time. Yeah, he hasn't been at Poly since he was a graduate manager at the University of San Diego, and he confided that he wasn't even allowed to travel with the team. He drove up to Poly himself, sat in the stands, and came to support his team. You talk about a guy who's passionate about what he's doing. No wonder he is where he is right now and rising up the ranks. I do recall the time that I was asked to be a manager. It was a, a glorious time. I was in high school. I was thinking and it was looking more like I was going to be playing JV basketball as a junior in high school. No offense to anyone out there, but that's not always the best way of doing things as far as your self-confidence, but we move on. And so there were tryouts. I was a junior. And the varsity basketball coach came up to me and he said, I think you can help out this team. And I, I, I was kind of like wondering, well, what does that mean? Is that, does that mean I made the team or, or what? He said, I think you can help this team. Would you like to be a manager on this team? Yeah, that was a, quite the buzzkill right there. All right, coming up next, Mick Cronin. Will share his thoughts on this upcoming matchup. Mick Cronin had his press conference yesterday in preparation for the Bruins matchup today against the Cougars, and he reminisced about that painful memory of playing in Pullman in January, and he said that it was hard to watch our offense in that game. The Bruins lost that game. And it was agonizing because they had a double-digit lead at, or excuse me, a double-digit lead 
in the second half, and they lost it, and then the Bruins lost all momentum as they were overwhelmed in overtime, and Washington State came back to win it. Now, C.J. Ellaby, I said this yesterday on the podcast, there is going to be a whole lot of attention on him. And that's a tease because he might, yes, he might be part of my three keys to the game. But Cronin said, we don't have anyone as productive as C.J. Ellaby. And what he means by that is that somebody who's going to constantly give you scoring. Ellaby is third in the Pac-12 in scoring. He is averaging 19 points per game. But like the rest of the team, there is a humongous disparity between how he plays on the road and how he plays at home. Brought this up yesterday. He's averaging about 12 points per game on the road, and he is averaging 21 points at home. That is a startling contrast. And Mick Cronin said, look, we are playing a whole lot better since we face-planted up in Pullman and lost to Washington State. And a couple of different stats will depict to you that that's the case. The wins are coming. The Bruins have won five of seven. The turnovers are down, which Cronin said that helps the defense, takes some of the pressure off of them. And then you're seeing better field goal percentage. And Cronin credited that to that we're not rushing our shots. We are taking our time out there. We're not forcing anything. And we, as he said, are cutting down on live ball turnovers. I said this before, and I'll say it as many times as you'll listen to me And when I say this. The Bruins at the beginning of this year were playing too much hero ball. It was one on three, which the Bruins were trying to attempt a shot when they were being swallowed up by defenders. The percentage of making those kind of baskets trying to improvise, not very high. And that's where we saw that offense get into those stale stages. And that was what led to those droughts that were notorious of the Bruins when they would go long stretches of games and be without a field goal. But that hasn't been so much of a problem now because the offense is so much better. A lot of it has to do with Jalen Hill, and we love Jalen Hill. I've had a chance to interview him, really well-spoken, and has grown his maturity level. Like Within a, a season, he has grown more within this season than any other, and it's not even close. Because before last season, or before this season, he was just a guy, an energy guy, who'd come off the bench, you know, grab some rebounds, block some shots, now he is being a focal point or or being not even asked to be a focal point, but being uh, demanded to be a focal point of the offense, and he's taking it very well. He has said that he has never in his basketball career ever been a go-to scorer on a team. That is becoming a new reality for him, and I've been so impressed by how he's handled himself through all of that and his learning and his grasp of being so attentive and really progressing 
at such a rapid rate. Coming up next, it is the good part. My three keys to the game. You don't want to miss these as my track record, as I said before, pretty successful when it comes to these. Yes, I made you wait. I did test your patience, making you wait it out here until the final segment to give you my keys to the game, but I definitely needed to build things up here and keep you waiting until we got into the good stuff here at the end. My keys to the game, as I mentioned, these are three concepts that I have pinpointed as will be, if fulfilled, the Bruins are automatically guaranteed to win this game. And I feel like me saying automatically guaranteed is redundant. So I apologize for those grammar gurus out there who are shaking your head at something I just said. But we move on, and I hope you forgot what I just said because I'm not going to edit it over unless I do. So number one, my first key to the game, slowing down and I would say even stopping Washington State from scoring in the fast break. The Bruins did a fabulous job a game ago holding Arizona State to four points in transition, which was a remarkable improvement considering on Thursday of last week, they gave up 27 points on the break to Arizona State. I have this gut feeling that Washington State is not, with the way UCLA's defense is playing, is not going to have a whole lot of opportunities and open looks in the half-court offense. So their only hope is to try and get out and run and catch UCLA's defense off guard. Which, why, which is why it is that much more imperative for the Bruins to carry on how they handled themselves on the break against Arizona and let that filter in to this game. The second key to the game, holding Washington State's leading scorer, C.J. Ellaby, to under 15 points. Under 15 points. There are two players on Washington State who basically take the bulk of the shots they are the two reliable scores, if you will. It is the, the aforementioned Ellaby along with Isaac Bonton. Bonton went off in overtime against UCLA back in February, or excuse me, January. And so it's him and it is Ellaby. Ellaby is a tough person to defend because he's going to stretch the defense. He is a big who is going to step back and hit the three ball. He is smart. His IQ as far as finding open spots in zones, he's just very clever, and his tactfulness out there is at a high level. So keeping him to 15 points or less is imperative, mandatory if you're the Bruins. The third part and the third and final key to the game, Tiger Campbell Five assists or more. Tiger Campbell has been very good in creating his own offense. He comes into this one scoring in double figures in the last three games. But, or, yeah, in the last three games. He's becoming a constant contributor on offense. And so I'm not worried about him not getting and picking up his slack when it comes to, to scoring. But by him getting other players involved, dishing and finding his teammates and getting them offensively 
involved as well, is going to do a tremendous job in lifting this team past Washington State. Because the more the Bruins play, the more the roles of each of these players on this roster are sharpening and crystallizing. And what we're learning is that you can't ever discount the offense of Tiger Campbell. But not everybody is that consistent like Campbell offensively. And so that's why he has got to find those guys, get them going early, build up their confidence offensively, and make this a collective group effort. Because Tiger Campbell, in the end, you can't get him to talk about himself at all. It is all about the team concept with him, so it shouldn't be hard for him to find and dish and dime it out to his teammates and get everyone involved. That is what I've got for you on this episode. Appreciate you all for listening in, and we will have a full comprehensive analysis of this game on Friday. Pretty sure, pretty, pretty sure that we'll come out of this with a nice win by 15 points or more. Appreciate you all. I'm Brian Fenley.